Welcome to Depressed Dolphins. I am your new sultry uh, co-host, Briggs. Yeah, he has some allergies going on. And I am your host, Jordan. Trying to get this cord settled. Some of us have uh, almost dead phones. Both of us, actually. Yeah, so we're trying to podcast with dead phones. So you know how that goes. We still don't have our mic figured out, unfortunately. We just haven't taken the time to do that. And by we, I mean me, because I I do other things in my life. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about all about moving. We've moved. Both of us have moved in our lives for various reasons. Um, Briggs being the military and me being married to someone in the military and also living on my own. And, you know, just life. So you want something crazy? It's been a minute since I looked up the statistic, but... I think it, it's still accurate, vaguely. You don't have to worry about that. I think that um, uh, a standard family moves something like two to three times in a 10-year period, and they'll move at least once out of state in that period. It's crazy to think about that, right? Right. Um, what have been some of your big moves? Or I guess start, start with your first move and work, work your way up. Well, so the first move that I distinctly remember, right, like that I was conscious for, um, was moving from my home in Navarre and moving to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Uh, that's honestly, it's not that far. It's it's like 40-ish minutes, depending on traffic, right? Uh, it's not that bad. Um, and that was because of uh, my, my family. Um, uh, my dad and my mom split up. And so I was just, I decided to go with my mother and she moved back in with her family. And my dad decided to um, move closer to where he was working at the time. And my brother decided to go with him. Um, And so they went closer to Pensacola um, so that he'd be closer to his work. And the house that we had been living in, um, it ended up becoming like a rental for uh for the family so that we could have something to you know support people and whatnot just as a side thing how many times have you moved in your life uh i'd have to think about that i have to think about that okay so i have moved i just just was like counting while he was saying all that i have moved 11 times in my life total Hmm. uh living in california where i grew up i was in California in a small little shitty apartment with my parents and my brother and my sister um, before my other brothers and sisters came and then we moved to another house and then we moved to another house then we moved to North Carolina for a year then we moved to Idaho and then stayed in Idaho for like the rest of my childhood then I moved back to California lived with my grandparents for like almost a year Um, and then I moved from California to Texas in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, San Angelo. If you guys know that city, I feel sorry for you because it sucks. Um, Then I moved from San Angelo, Texas to Hawaii. I lived in two houses in Hawaii. Um, And then I guess I've moved more than that because that's already 10, right? Yeah. And then I moved from Hawaii to Maryland. And then I moved from Maryland to back to Idaho. Uh, I guess I've moved more than I thought because I moved in with my mom for a little bit. It was like two months. Um, and then I moved from there to a rental house with my brother and his girlfriend. And then we moved from there to Boise. Um, and we were in Nampa at the time. Um, so we went, lived in the city. And then we mo- I moved from Boise across the country during the COVID pandemic, right when it hit, to... Virginia. And so, yeah, I guess 15 times is is the amount of times I've moved in my life. So it's been a lot. And if you think about it, I'm 28 years old and I've moved and lived in 15 different homes over the course of my life. So, yeah, and my count is somewhere in like, depending on how you want to look at it, it's either 18 or 20 times uh, or 20 places. Um, But some of those are really stupid. Um, My personal favorite being... Um, I was living at a place on Fort Meade in a barracks room, and I get told, hey, you're going to be moving soon. Uh, the Marines are taking over this barracks, so you're going to get moved into a different building. Cool, whatever. It's like 
six months later, they finally are like, hey, you're moving. You have to move today. Get all your shit out of here. Um, I'm like, great. Do you have a key? They're like, yeah, here's your key. Um, and so I don't have any help. Uh, I get all of my stuff and I'm moving it piece by piece into this new barracks room. It's two buildings away. And I'm having to carry it by hand because I don't have a car or anything like that that I can carry it in. Oh, that sucks. Oh, it was... And I had some heavy shit. Um, but I get all of it stuffed into this barracks room, right? And right as I finish, right as I finish, um, a female soldier comes in. Um, and apparently she was also assigned the exact same room as me. Um, and it is her first duty station. It is the first everything, Right? And her sergeant is also there. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I was assigned to this room about two hours ago. Um, and, and I'm supposed to now be here. And she's like, well, we're going to figure this one out. I'm like, sounds like a plan. And so they called up. The barracks managers are like, oh, this is obviously wrong. This is bad. Uh, you still have a key to your old place, right? I'm like, yeah, obviously I still have my key. I would have turned it into you just like tomorrow. And like, okay, well, uh, take all your shit, put it back in your old barracks room. You'll stay there until we can sort this out. I'm like, great, whatever, right? And so I take up all my stuff and I move right back. It took me another two hours. That must have been a bad day. It was a really bad day. Did you have to go to work that day? Uh, no, this was after work. Uh, this oh, was now. That's shit. Yeah, uh, I finished all of that. I want to say around three or so in the morning. Um, yeah. Yeah, luckily it was the weekend. Um, and by the time I was moving it back, some very drunk soldiers had arrived, uh, and they decided to help me. Uh, and luckily none of my stuff was particularly breakable, except for, like, the TV, which I somehow made it with without it getting smashed. Um, and so we were able to get all of my stuff out, and then I helped the female soldier get what she had into her room. Because that's the kind of guy you are. Yeah. Um, and so we got all of her stuff in, and then I promptly went to my room and reset up my home for, you know, the next few days that I had it. Uh, wow. And then I had to move about six buildings down with no help. <laughs> Jesus. It was a long day. It was a long week. So my biggest moves, obviously, were from Texas to Hawaii and Hawaii to Maryland and then from Idaho to Virginia. So moving for me has been very interesting because, excuse me, a lot of the times that I have moved, I have just started from scratch every fucking time. Um, I had shit. So, okay. When I moved from Idaho to California, I didn't have, like, anything with me except for some boxes because there was already a bed, my grandparents waiting for me, and um, there was already, like, there was a closet, so I just shoved my clothes in the closet and things like that, and I just had books and odd ends and stuff. Then I moved with little to nothing from there to Texas, um, got some shit furniture in there that was all hand-me-downs, uh, moved with that shit furniture to Hawaii, and... Um, Stayed with the shit furniture, eventually got rid of the shit furniture, got some okay furniture, uh, got, and then when we, I moved from Hawaii to a different location in Hawaii, um, we, we kept the shit furniture, but then when we moved from Hawaii to Maryland, I had to get rid of a lot of shit because we were downsizing because in Maryland and on the East Coast, it's a lot of townhouses and it's a lot of apartments. Um, so... You know, I had, I basically got rid of everything except for like the bed. Um, and we got rid of the table because the table was too big. There was, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with that. Um, got a, got rid of our couches because they were beach couches. You know, they had sand and all the shit and it, they had been through a lot and they were already hand me downs. Uh, got like a little love seat and a very simple coffee table and kind of like made that work for a little bit. Um, and some bar stools cause we had a little bar. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't need a table. Um, and yeah, yeah, we were on our way to building up our furniture, got divorced and then got divorced, got divorced and then headed out to back to Idaho, back home, lived with my mom for two months. And once again, had zero shit. Yeah. I think I bought, brought with me a total of four boxes. 
which was just basically clothes and a few books and like next to nothing. I remember that. Yeah, I remember you with your four boxes. And then I'm pretty sure he was supposed to mail some more to you. And I don't know if he ever did. No, he never did. Yeah. Never did. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I, I started from scratch again, as you do when shit like that happens. And uh, moved into my little brother's room. Um, little brother was little enough to be, you know, sleeping with my mom at the time. So he just crashed with my mom. Um, and... Uh, from there, yeah, I just, I was like, okay, I'm in a situation where I'm like, what, like 24, I think at the time, 24, just got divorced, uh, don't have like anything to my name, really, hardly anything. Um, it was nice for a minute because my mom, you know, really took care of me, but for the most part, I was like, no, 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 I like, I'm going to. Like, I got a job immediately. Like, I wasn't just, like, chilling at her house or whatever. But I told her, I was like, I'm going to give myself two months and I will be out of here. And she's like, you can stay for six months or longer if need be. And I was like, absolutely not. I am not living. No offense. Love you to death. But I am not going to be 24 and living with my mom for six months to a year or more. So, set myself a goal. Saved up. And literally got a, looked for houses, like, avidly, looked for housing avidly, uh, found a three-bedroom, two-bathroom uh, house that had a, a carport and a big yard and a front yard that we had to maintain. Um, and literally, basically split the rent with my brother and his girlfriend. So it was three ways split. It was, like, I think nine eighty a month something like that which was a deal back then mm. um and yeah from there just kind of like you know i bought all of the home essentials the only thing i didn't buy were the couches my grandma was uh very generous and was like you have nothing so i'm going to buy you some couches so she bought us a set of couches great i thrifted a table uh, and some chairs and uh yeah we called it good i bought myself my own bed i bu- i uh my dad uh, was in a situation where he didn't have um, his household goods on him. And he was like, I'm just storing them right now. Do you want a TV? And just gave me a TV. Um, and from there, it was just, you know, kind of like building myself up again. And, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, Briggs and I were dating at long distance. And, um, yeah. And then, then Briggs was basically at a point where he was going to get out of the army. Yep. And... He was living in a barracks room at the time. Well, no, at that point I was living in an apartment. Oh, you were living in an apartment. Yeah, you were yeah. living on on-base housing at the time. That's right. Yeah. Um, you had moved from the barracks room and just moved into that apartment. Yeah. Um, nice step up. Uh, nice step up from the fucking barracks room. It was garbage. Yeah, that barracks. I So you're not supposed to stay with military members in their barracks rooms. It's actually against the rules. You're not supposed to have, like, significant others, like, over there or whatever. Um He's not, like, living there. You can visit, but you can't, like... You can visit, but, like, you're not supposed to be, like, sleeping with them there. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to stay over that. Like, you can actually get them in trouble for that. Um, But we did it anyways, so whatever. But, um, yeah, his barracks room was so fucking tiny. It was, like, I walked in, and I've never really been in a barracks room before. So I didn't know what to expect, but basically walked in. It was, like, kind of, like... You know, like, those apartments that, like, are, like, indoor? You know, when you walk in, like, versus, like, the outdoor where you're, like, walking outside to get inside? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was indoor. Uh, you know, it looked like a school building. Yep. And you walk in, and then you get the door, and then right in the door, there was, that was the kitchen. There was, like, nothing there. There was, like, a little mini fridge. Yep. One little, like, counter. To, like, store, like, dry goods and, like, pantry shit. And that was it. There was no fucking oven. There was nope. no stove. There was nope. there was a microwave. Yep. Um, and that's it. No hot plate. Nothing. No, not allowed to have any of those things. No, not allowed to have that shit. And then in to the right of you was a bathroom that was, like, pretty fucking small. Oh, yeah. It's, it's big enough that you and your friend could take a shit in there. 
Uh, like, one could take a shit, and the other could be in the shower. That's it. That's about it. It was a very small bathroom. And then right in front of the bathroom was Briggs's door, and you walk in, and that was his room. To the left of him, next door to him, is another fucking dude in another room. And it was just a small fucking room, enough for a little twin-size bed and all of Briggs's boxes. That's it. All my earthly belongings. Yeah, like, I'm like, this is miserable. This is what they're putting our servicemen and women in. This is absolute shit and you wanna, garbage. You want to know why you're not allowed to have a hot plate? Yeah, go ahead. Tell them. Yeah, so uh, I, I talked to um, a guy. He was the guy who was um, the, like, civil engineer who designed the barracks and, like, built them and everything when they they put them together. And he wanted to build the barracks. He wanted to rebuild them because um, I was in the new barracks. They're called the Freedom Barracks at on Fort Meade. That was the new barracks? Those were the new barracks. Absolute garbage. Oh, you've never heard of the old barracks. Oh, the old barracks were bad. Tell them about the old barracks. Yeah, so uh, they were the 98 series because uh, they were the 98. Yeah. And this is on Fort Meade in Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 98 series, uh, some people still live in them. Um, that's the Navy and the Air Force. Ooh, uh, sucks for them. Yeah, no, they're bad. Um, but the Army one and the Marine one were, were one. Uh, and they've been condemned about seven times, to my understanding, over the... Bold. No, over the decades. Oh. Um, the things that I know that have happened in those barracks. Okay. Um, there have been uh, snakes, bats mold uh there have been bed bugs there have been fleas ticks uh and one murderer at least um yeah uh that guy cut the head off of his uh his girlfriend's mom um uh, yeah and tried to drive it onto base uh holy fuck yeah yeah he was living on the first floor uh, of the building. I know exactly where his room Holy is. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a whole fucking thing. I, I used to tell people that uh, every plague in the Bible was in that building at one point. Um, and we had to go through every fucking day and make sure that the doors would close uh, and like you didn't have a door sort of open because who fucking knows what would happen, right? Uh. <laughs> the thing is, is about military bases that I've come to realize is that a lot of people are like oh military bases they're like the safest places to live they're actually not oh they can be. they can be but like i mean if you guys just look into um what was her name oh um god uh god why are we forgetting this i don't want to forget her name no. um it was at fort hood it was at fort hood it was a missing girl for like ramirez was her last name I think Ramirez was her last name. Um, She went missing and was missing for, like, months um, in, like, 2020, I believe. Um, And, like, they found her body off base. Or, no, wait, I don't think they did find her body. Uh, No, they eventually supposed... Vanessa, sorry, I apologize to the family and and just... I I didn't get her name right. It's Vanessa Gullin. Um, so she was a army soldier. Um, she worked in the armory at Fort Hood, Texas. Um, and she was bludgeoned to death by another soldier named Aaron David Robinson. Golan had been missing for two months when some of her dismembered remains were found buried along the Leon River on June 30th. Upon hearing about this discovery, Robinson fled Fort Hood. Yep. And fatally shot himself when the law enforcement attempted to apprehend him in nearby in Killeen, Texas. Killeen, Texas is not a good place either. Um, yep. But, no, like, there's a lot of bodies that have been found around the Fort Hood area, in the Fort Hood area, because there's just fucking, it's a bad, bad place. Yeah, never go to Fort Hood. No, the thing is, is that normally uh, there is, like, a place that all soldiers know of outside of bases and we call it the vill right okay um and it's it's well known that direct directly outside of all bases is a place of scum and villainy uh where they they try to get new soldiers money because they know that dumb idiot soldiers will go out there Mm. and be willing to overpay for stuff but they have money right right um the thing is with fort hood 
Colleen is that area, right? Oh, okay. But the crazy thing is, somehow, Fort Hood is more dangerous than anything nearby, right? There were, when I was at Fort Hood, there was a gang of soldiers who were carjacking people on Fort Hood. And you had to be worried about that shit. And at the same time, there was a sergeant major who was getting a cut from a first sergeant who was fucking prostituting his soldiers on Fort Hood. There's crazy shit happening there all the fucking time. And Briggs said that their command is fucking dirty because they know what's fucking going on and they're not doing anything about it. And after the Vanessa, I think it's Guy, 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 Guyan or Gullin. Sorry. Um, After the Vanessa thing, they had said they were going to investigate the whole chain of command over there. They had said they were going to to replace and start cleaning house out there. I don't think that happened. The the thing is is that they they had to pull in like people from fucking whole different bases. Is the only way they could do it. The whole place is horribly incestuous unfortunately. And so the way it works guys in the government there's something called IG it, uh, it's got inspector general, right? Yeah. And the whole point of it is is that they're supposed to be someone who is outside of the normal chain of command to come in and do investigations when it has to deal with the chain of command itself, right? Yeah. Because if you don't know, when it comes to almost anything, the commander, up to a certain level, depending on what the problem is, is the guy who's in charge of all punishments, right? right? So if I kill somebody in the army... At the end of the day, the person who decides what the fuck happens about it is is the commander. Yeah. He could flat out say, even if I'm convicted of the crime, for the most part, he has a lot of leeway about what happens. Right. Right? And that's why IG is there to be like, uh, sir, that seems like the wrong choice. Right. Right? Um, But the problem with Fort Hood is that all of those people are all in it together. There isn't a, a mediating person at mm-hmm. all they're all just constantly it's corrupted they're corrupted they're cycling in and out of each other yeah yeah but god fort hood but anyways we got way off track way here off way track. off track um so yeah the, so briggs's barracks was like real shit yeah um not so the worst, though. not the worst he's had he has had worse like tell him about the one where you had like six guys and the- oh so that was fort hood uh that was fort hood of all places you were in fort hood so I, I visited Fort Hood oh. and hung out with Gage at his barracks. Okay. Um, and it was, I think it was eight guys in there. Um, and they had uh, the space. Um, so we have a, a, a weird little space between our, like, couch and our um, coffee table. And that was the amount of space. It's like enough space you can put your legs out and have your feet hit the coffee table. That's how much space he had to his name. Uh, that's, that's the space you have, um, and it's a bed, and, like, a little table thingy, um, and your, like, footlocker goes where your feet would go. And that's what they gave his brother, Gage, who served the country, served our country, fucking deployed, you know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking shit. But anyways, we're segueing again. So, so, Briggs was getting out of the military, and I... We we had been long distance dating for a bit at this point, yeah. and we needed to come together and start our lives together. It was time to quit being long distance and actually, like you know, we wanted to our next, you know, like the next natural dating step is living together, right? Yeah. We had been together for a while, so we wanted to live together. So I'm like, well, now's the perfect time because you're getting out of the army. So basically, like right as COVID hit, like. This global pandemic hit, and it it seemed like it was something that we were all like, eh, this will blow over in like two weeks or something like that at first. Jokes on us. Jokes on us, yeah. Um, My company went uh, completely remote. They basically were in the process of like moving everyone to working from home. Um, And I was like, this is getting kind of serious here. Like this is like they evacuated the office, the whole office. Uh, and they're making us work from home because of this global pandemic. Should we really be moving right now? Like, I was super nervous about it. I got a uh, contracting job, my only my second ever with the government. 
Um, and that was my FOIA position. Well, for that, I applied to work in Idaho, right? Because we were like, maybe I moved to Idaho, maybe you moved to uh, to Maryland, Virginia area. Right. We didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. Um, but I ended up getting a contractor job out in Virginia. And then what we ended up doing is I signed all the papers and everything. And I was like, yep, I'm going to like my, my contingent offer letter and all that. And I was like, yep, I'm going to be there in April. And, you know, what t- what day do you need me there? Awesome. And then I put in my two weeks at my work and told my brother and his girlfriend, hey, see you later. You guys are on your own. Um, and I start I I basically packed what I could bring in my fucking car. Uh, my car is a little Nissan Versa Note. Mm-hmm. Um it has a little bit more room than a regular Nissan Versa, but not that much room. Not that much. Uh, and so I had to leave my bed because I, I budgeted everything out and I couldn't afford to have a moving truck. And I didn't know like I, – I could afford the moving truck. It's just I didn't know what to do with my car. I didn't want to ship my car during a global pandemic because people were saying that a lot of that stuff was going to be halt, halting. Uh and people weren't fucking going anywhere. So I didn't know. I didn't want to, like, pay to ship my car and then, like, basically, like, not see it for, like, a year. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like, okay, well, fuck the moving truck. So I left my bed. I left my TV. <laughs> I left a shit ton of th- stuff. Um, I had a really nice bookshelf. I had, like, that nice th- – I had the thrifted table, which I know is not, like, a big deal. But, like, it was a nice table. Like, yeah. I had put some time and thought into like what I bought and it was cute and it was like perfect for an apartment. Um, Briggs started looking for apartments. He was, we started looking online and then it went from online to, okay, these are all the ones that we might want to get. These are in our price range based off of how much money we're both going to be making, etc. And so, cause he still had a little bit of time left in the army. And so he commuted from Maryland to Virginia and like on, on the weekend was apartment hunting for us. Um, like I would pick some online and then he would go see them and, and talk it to the people turns and everything. Out illegally because the army at that point gave us like a 50 mile, uh, radius that we were allowed to go. And I was at 55 miles. <laughs> yeah. So we found, we ended up finding an apartment. Um, his mom flew out to Idaho, uh, to drive with me because I didn't want to be traveling alone as a woman. I just thought that was a really terrible idea. However, it probably would have been the safest time to because there was no one on the fucking roads. Um, but still, it's the principle of the matter. You got to be smart about these things. So she flew out. Um, I had only met her once at that point, briefly, mm-hmm. uh, over a dinner, and that was it. She made fun of you for ordering a salad. If yeah, says. because they're steak people. Steak. Um, and then, yeah, I, like, took nothing, once again, for the most part, like my clothes and my books and, you know, whatever else I could f- find that I needed, and moved across the country in four fucking days. Mm-hmm. It was 12-hour days, 12 to 16-hour days driving and four hotels or three hotels and on the fourth day we made it to virginia and we just pushed all the way through till we got to where we needed to be briggs and i lived in this apartment um briggs was part-time living here and part-time in maryland and again illegally so um because the army was like you know 50 mile radius because of covid and all that and uh did that for a couple months um and kind of built up from there our furniture we started off with like a little tiny cute postmodern century kind of a couch that was yellow and it was really pretty it looked like a therapy couch fucking Mm -hmm. loved that thing and it could turn into a bed um but it was kind of shit because if you rolled on one side it would tip you had to like stay on the one side or have another person on the other side to like balance the weight that was super annoying so many times i fell into the crack it was under the couch yeah um and then got rid of that after a couple months because it was from amazon it was shit um and then we eventually like i was making good money so i just bought us a pair of couches that are gray and they're nice and really comfy um we bought a coffee table um first thing we bought was like that little yellow couch and like a tv so we had something to do uh during the days and yeah started off with nothing built our house now it looks like a fucking home like there's a lot of shit in here um really proud of what we did came from nothing and kind of like made a home of ourselves from the bottom now we're here here. um yeah so that's that's kind of like you know our 
moving stories. Um, and, oh, and then we eventually had to move Briggs out of the... Out, yeah, out of my, my squalor. Yeah, his uh, on-base apartment. Yeah. Which, that was a fucking nightmare because everything he had, he had taken, like, everything... Not, not He didn't even take everything from his house in Florida when he first joined the Army. He just took some stuff, but it was a lot of shit, and lugged it around from base to base to base to base to base, never opened most of those boxes. No, so all those boxes, those were all Italian boxes. Oh, from Italy. Yeah, those were boxes that some Italian company put together for me so that I could get them to Maryland. Well, either way, they... I, I literally had to Marie Kondo him, guys. I had to be like, hey, do you need this? Do you have an attachment to this? And every goddamn item in that fucking apartment had a fucking story of some broken computer. Oh, I'm going to fix it, though. I know. I just need this part and this part and blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah, like, one part. I'm like, no, no, we're not taking a broken computer with us. No. no. One part. Just one part. Uh... Yeah, so and that was when I was nine months fucking pregnant and about to pop, and he was terrified that I was going to go into labor because of moving him from this, you know, um, from this apartment. apartment to our apartment in Virginia. Um, I could barely walk, you guys, but I was, like, sorting through shit. I was making it happen at nine months pregnant. Like, I'm still a hustler, that's for sure. Yeah, no, you were fucking a strong, powerful woman. I was uh, very scared, almost father. Uh, trying to make it so you wouldn't have to do anything. I just wanted you to sit. Yeah, he just wanted me to sit down. I was like, no, because, babe, you take forever. <laughs> like, it, like, I was sorting things into piles. I was like, okay, this pile is keep, this pile is go, this pile is look at it, do we need it, put it in the yes or no pile. And then we started stashing shit, uh, too, which was great. I really enjoyed that part personally. What do you mean? Like, cause, like so the apartment that I was in was um, a dual situation, right? So I had a roommate who I had never spoken to. Um, and we started hiding things in the apartment in his spaces so that he had to deal with it. And that was great. It made me happy. Because we got to the point where, like, the trash man had already came and took our shit. And we were like, we still have shit. And so we were just like, we're like, okay, let's just stash this in a cupboard. We don't need this. Like, you know, like, it was like certain things. I can't remember what they were, but, like, it was like little shit. Like, oh, like... We already have a thing of laundry soap. We don't need another one, so let's just stash this here. Or uh, toothbrushes that you're not going to take that, you know, old toothbrushes or old loofahs. You know, we just start stashing shit places. Yeah, hiding stuff. Hiding stuff in the in the cupboards and shit. Or behind um, jackets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was all sorts of weird stuff. And then we took, like, his previous roommate had left a bunch of dishes and stuff, so we took a bunch of that shit. But the funny thing is, is, like, they had... They kept buying trash bags. Oh, God. I, I kept buying trash Briggs bags. Briggs kept buying trash bags because he thought he didn't have fucking trash bags. And he would buy more trash bags. He, he put the trash bags somewhere and forget that he had trash bags. So we came home with, like, almost a year's worth of trash bags. It took us a fucking year to, to go through, through those trash bags. Wrong. We brought them all with us. We're like, we're not buying trash and bags for another all, year. They were all, like, industrial-sized trash yeah, bags. Yeah, they were the best fucking trash bags you could yeah. get. Uh yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Like trash I bags. we had such a good time though when we moved him. It was hilarious and well, comical. It was, it was all good until like two in the morning when we had know. to drive back we to had a, Maryland. So we had to drive to Virginia. So we okay, so we drove to from Virginia to Maryland, grabbed all his shit, loaded it up in the truck, then we drove the truck to Virginia. Yeah. Unloaded everything. Yep. Just the two of us, because we didn't know anyone. Because, mind you, we came here during the pandemic. There was no one to meet. There was no one to... Everyone was hiding in their homes. So, literally, I'm nine months pregnant. Do at any time now. Could have the baby whenever. Um, and he's a scared father. And apparently, for the last, like, several, like, two, three months of my pregnancy, he has been trying to... Do, to exclude anything that could make me pop because he was scared he was like i'm not ready for this kid i'm not ready for this kid i'm not ready for this you kid. want him to bake for as long as possible yeah and so it, he was like not feeding me spicy foods and i love spicy foods he was like you know not not uh giving me massages we weren't having sex like there was a lot of fucking shit that was going on and it was all because he didn't want me to pop it was Everything hilarious I was doing on the sly on the sly and he and it was just so funny um but like 
we drove from Virginia to Maryland, then loaded the car. Well, first we sorted through all his shit. Then we loaded the car. Then we uh, packed everything up, you know, whatever. I had one car. He had to drive the truck. Drove back to Virginia, unloaded everything. Then we had to get the truck back to Maryland, which, mind you, Maryland is like... It's an hour away. Yeah, it's an hour away. It's an hour away each way. So, yeah. It was the longest day of our lives. Up until. Up until Memorial Weekend with Finn. Finn. Which, if you haven't listened to that episode, just fucking listen to it. But honestly, once we got... Once everything was inside and we just had to drive back, that was whatever. Like, that was the easiest fucking part of this whole experience. It was. And then we had to drive back again because, you know, return the truck and then drive back again. Um, I was was really depressed when I heard. He was like, no, you have to drive it back. There's a small family who needs that truck. Because it was one of those companies where, you know, like, um, you can, like, pick up the truck in one state but then, like, return it to, like, another state's uh, truck thing. Uh, We thought that it was that kind of deal. Yeah. And we didn't realize, no, this was a small, smaller company. Like, they were like, no, like, you have to return the truck back at our place. So it was so comical. But, like, going back to, like, moving during the pandemic, that was the strangest move because when I was on the roads, there was fucking no one. Absolutely no one. I didn't even see truckers. I think I saw, like, one or two trucks. That was it. There was, it was barren. It was barren. There was no one driving. Um... And then we were checking into hotels, which we were like always me and his mom were always unsure if we even had a place to stay that night because we were like at any minute they could shut the hotel down and decide, hey, because of COVID, we're not doing this. Yeah. Luckily, that never happened to us. We always had a place to stay, but it was kind of scary. Um, they probably really needed your business. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I think that's what the only thing that kept because that is their business. They're like, would you like any room service half price? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And then when we got to Virginia, like it was a whole ordeal. People, everyone was wearing masks. Uh, fucking people were panic buying. There was no toilet paper or paper towels. There was times where we would go to the grocery store and there was no fucking meat. Like, no, like, chicken or, like, there'd be, like, one more thing of ground beef left. And we'd be like, yes, that's ours. Like, it was insane. Though we've yet to get into a fistfight over food, which is always good. And it was funny because while everyone was, like, hiding in their homes, I was, like, basically out and about driving. Like, his mom wasn't sure she was going to be able to make the plane because they were shutting fucking flights down. Yeah. They were shutting flights down. And I was worried I was going to have to make that trip by myself, which I could do it. It's just, it's safer with with one more person um yeah it's always good to have a friend yeah but you guys really got close over that drive like when you showed up here you guys were besties for resties or whatever i know we we did we had a fun time like it was so fun with your mom um moving tips and tricks though do you have any moving tips and tricks um i would say uh depends on how you're moving um if you're talking about the army, army moving, A, um, excuse me, guys. Oh, God. Um, always bring your uniforms. Always bring your uniforms in your luggage because uh, I will tell you they're going to want to look at them. Uh, I guarantee you it's going to be uh, something that comes in. in uh, and you're going to need it. Like, you're going to need to be in uniform. Well, the thing is, right, like the first time I went someplace, I did not put my, like, ASU's my blues my fancy outfit oh no into my suitcase right and no one does right at least the first time yeah and that's always a mistake because it always comes up right even your household goods aren't there yet and they're like hey there's an ASU inspection next month and you're like I don't have them yet and you're like well why didn't you put them in your suitcase I didn't know it always comes up but my my real suggestion for everybody is if you're traveling and you don't have to carry all of your life with you when you're going, or you can ship it or something, travel light. Travel as light as humanly possible. Always take spare underwear. That's something that's useful. But you can roll old shirts and old pants for a while. You can't roll old underwear for a while, right? That's something that you and everyone who's, who loves you and is near you will always appreciate. Something I learned moving in the military, because I've done it before, is you should always bring shit. Like, 
okay, I didn't know this my first time around, but like you're going to be in a hotel. You're going to be in the hotel before you get housing. That's just how it's going to be. Whether that be on-base hotel or off-base hotel, you're going to be in a fucking hotel. Um, And so because of that, I didn't think to bring like, you know, laundry soap with me. But like if you don't want to have to go out and it's just say it I, honestly like I started bringing like shit like laundry soap um just full I just packed full on soap and like bathroom shit with me all the time because otherwise what you're going to end up having to do is you're going to get at the hotel and you're going to have to buy everything all over again because you know I would ship my laundry soap with you know in my boxes or whatever because it's like that's that's money that you're saving you don't need to fucking throw away your laundry soap when you're moving pack yeah, that detergent. pack that shit you know pack that shit but like have a bag dedicated that you can just check on the plane like you know like because like here's my thing is like Briggs is like pack light yes pack light but there's always going to be a bag that you're going to have to check no matter what and it's fine. Just pay the extra money if, if you know. And usually with military, you get your first free bag. Uh, oh, free yeah. bag. Your first bag is, is free. free. So you can, you know, that can be like your clothes or whatever. Um, your second bag should be packed with laundry detergent, with dryer sheets, with... Um, well, if you're military and you're on orders, you get a couple bags free. You, get like- you did, yeah. So it, it, it's... I know, like, it sounds annoying, but, like, just do it because it's going to save you a trip to to the PX because when you're – most likely when you end up moving and PCSing, you're PCSing when everyone else is PCSing. I mean, at least I did. Like, we PCS in the summer all the fucking time. every time I was always in the winter. Every fucking time. If you're PCSing in the summer, I recommend just bringing your shit with you because – See, I I always fucking – I would bring stuff like the detergent and stuff like that or I'd – have that sh- sent too, but every fucking time I would just get like new bedding. I wouldn't even ship it. Fuck it, right? Oh yeah, we di- we 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 didn't bring our bedding either. We yeah. always got no new bedding point. because it was always it's time. You know, it, you know, yeah. you do have to get new bedding every now and then. And and by the time we move, we're like, fuck it, we're not packing that shit. Let's just get new bedding while we're there. But you know, just pack some essentials like that that you think you might need. Like, um, if you know. Your hotel, because usually you should be booking your hotels ahead of time. Yeah. If you know your hotel has a kitchenette, you should, um, if you have paper towels on you, like, when you're moving and they're just there, like, I would just bring the paper towels with you, like, because it saves you money because moving is expensive. So anything you could do to save money is better. Um, if you're talking about boxes and needing boxes and you're not military, you're civilian, um, go to your local Starbucks. They tend to collect a bunch of boxes and then at a certain point in time of the day, they bring them out to the recycling bin, um, or the trash. So you can actually ask them to hold on to boxes for you and then you can just do a pickup and get boxes. Also, Costco's another place. Um, most grocery stores will let you do something like that. Most grocery stores will let you do that. Um, and yeah, cause like boxes can cost you a pretty penny when you are oh, yeah. moving like b- actually buying boxes it's a fucking pain in the ass if you can just get boxes from your local grocery store or your local starbucks or wherever it's just a lot easier saves you a lot of money and then you're only buying the tape at that point which tape is still expensive but yeah you go to the post office you're like oh um how much is it to uh ship uh those, those little boxes oh uh it's 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 on the box okay i'm just gonna grab a few of these you just start stealing all their boxes and run away <laughs> yeah yeah um I was going to say, um, you can also take Dove soap or any, like, soap bars and shave them down and use that as detergent in washing machines. Yeah. But anyways, that, that that's some tips and tricks. I, I also would say, like, when you're moving, it's always better to downsize when you move. Unless you know you're moving to a house and you have the room. But it is always a good time to, like, get rid of that extra shit that you don't need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a great way to just kind of, like... Declutter your life. Declutter your life. It's just... It's best to go through everything. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not... It doesn't need to be, like, let me look at every little thing. Like, just look at your shit. If you don't have an emotional connection to it, if you're like, I don't need this, whatever, then just toss it. Like, it does. you don't need it. Um, another moving tip is um what was i gonna say um you can use wrapping like 
Christmas wrapping paper and stuff that, you know, if you have that on hand, use that for the moving. Um, and then obviously like you're going to have to buy bubble wrap, uh, at some point. Um, but if you have those paper bags from like Trader Joe's or like grocery stores, use those to wrap shit in. Like I would use what I had on hand, anything that I can get my hands on. I would use that first before I went out and bought like bubble wrap or, you know, paper and stuff like that. Um, and another thing is, you know, sell if you have a bunch of shit, like a bunch of furniture that you're not, you're not going to use. If you have the time, rather than getting rid of it or donating it, you should sell it on Marketplace. Because then you make a few extra bucks in oh, your yeah. bank and then you can, you know do do shit with that and that's good the other thing is going back to uh military moving that i would recommend is if you are in the military bring a bag of fucking quarters and change because a lot of the fucking times in the hotels the well vending machines are a thing you know because you you get there and you don't have food right away yeah um vending machines are big uh the other thing is is fucking the laundry is always fucking almost always at hotels you have to pay for so bring a bag of change with you like in your luggage somewhere like it doesn't need to be on the luggage that you carry on you you know just put it in your check bag or whatever throw it in there like it's just it's easier to have that on hand than after a long fucking day of fucking traveling to wherever you were going from you go to the front desk you're like yeah can i have uh fifty dollars in quarters <laughs> yeah exactly it's a it's a pain trust me it's a pain it's you're gonna be tired you're gonna be hungry you're gonna be hangry you're probably gonna be like pissy at your partner or whatever just fucking have the bag of change on you it's just so much easier as long as you're not pissing on your partner because you already have to do laundry and now you don't have quarters and you smell like urine yeah and if you're talking about like traveling across country like you know um just just like driving and stuff like the old school way or whatever pack a bunch of snacks pack a bunch of snacks i know it's a pain to bring to bring a lot of shit with you you're already bringing shit and you're like man i don't need shit but having those like snacks on like i had fucking like beef jerky like these are the snacks i recommend i had beef jerky i had a little cooler with me i had carrots i had hummus i had um like bars, Lara bars, or like any kind of like protein bar on on hand. I had some chips because you know you get cravings for a little something salty yeah. and stuff. Um, and I had drinks with me too um, because it it does save you money to like plan your snacks and budget for those snacks versus like I'm just gonna gr- have to grab what is on hand because sometimes what's on hand is expensive. Oh, absolutely, yeah. If you're talking about like airplane food, especially or air airport food. It's like it's duty free, so they ha- they tax you just because you're at the airport. It's weird, right? There's no state or local taxes, but there's fucking airport tax. <laughs> Sometimes, honest, quite honestly, if I know I have a very long day of traveling, and a lot of times my plane, like I buy the cheap plane tickets, right? And you're you're kind of like gunning it from like one fucking once you land from one fucking gate to the next gate and you don't have time a lot of times to like eat food bring a fucking sandwich yeah bring a peanut butter and jelly with you honestly some food is better than nothing and more than likely your stomach's going to be upset from travel anyways you're not going to want a heavy meal anyways but i recommend bringing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches it's a hard segue but we're talking about it what what's the point of the first class clubs or whatever like i've never experienced a situation Honestly, at least in a long time where like I honestly have the time between one flight to another to go hang out and like get a massage or something. I honestly don't really know. And to be honest, like I've only flown first class once and it was bought for me by my mom. And it was because I was like in my second trimester. I was like 25 or 26 weeks pregnant at yeah. the time. And she's like, I'm buying you first class. Um, And so, yeah. And honestly, first class, like, it was on Alaska Airlines. It wasn't even that great. Like, there was a lot of extra leg room, which I was thankful for. Because when you're pregnant, like, you want that leg room. room. Your legs are swollen. You have restless leg syndrome. Like, you're you're just, it's, you need the extra room. Um, It was a lot quieter, I will say. That was nice. And I did get to, you know, sleep and stuff. But honestly, like, I don't even, like... 
we were looking at first class tickets to fucking Ireland because we're going to go to Ireland in January. And literally, like, it was like a $2,000 difference. Oh, yeah. For some, like, five extra inches of space. Well, the thing is with first class tickets, especially overseas, there is some differences in the quality of what you're getting. Yeah. Right? But, like, the thing is, it's just, like, all the other stuff with it. Like, I, I don't know what's the point. Right? Like... On the flight, it it matters to an extent, but, like, it's all the extra stuff around it that don't... I don't see what matters, right? Like what? Well, like, so, like, we're talking about, like, Friends, right? On Friends, Monica and Chandler try to sneak into the first-class club because that one other couple got first-class tickets for their honeymoon or whatever, right? And they're like, you can't be in the club because you don't have a first-class ticket, right? What What's the point? Why? Yeah, like, what are you hanging out for? Yeah, like... Uh, the only times I've ever had, like, a long enough layover to do something like that, it's been, like, midnight. Yeah, and there, nothing's open. Nothing's open. And it's also, like, dumb. And honestly, like, airport food sucks. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, restaurants that you know that are in the airport. They still suck. They still are shitty. Yeah. Like, the and the only other time where I've I've had time like that, honestly, I've gone to the fucking, like, the, what is it, the USO and just fucking conked out there. Obviously, that's not an option for everybody, but yeah. like, just it's not worth it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So there you have it. That those are our moves and stuff. Briggs definitely didn't share all his moves. He had a lot more moves. Like, well, yeah, my moves are dumb though. Again. Yeah, but I will say, like, you know, if you are military moving, take advantage of them, like packing your shit and stuff, and like. It's just so much easier. Like, I know there are people that are crazy that are like, we're going to do a DIY move. Don't fucking do it. It's stupid. Just take advantage of the fact they are paying people to come to your fucking house to pack your shit and do that. It's just, it's stupid. Why would you do a DIY move? It's you can dumb. Get more money that way. I guess. I guess you can get more money that way. That's what Briggs said. You get your said. fat friends to sit in the car with you when you go get weighed. It really does make a difference. Also, have a full tank of gas. Anyways, you can do the DIY move, but you do need a budget, and oh, yeah. and you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing. It's just easier to take advantage of it. Um, but yeah, that's those are our moving tips and tricks. Not really that much. Sorry, this wasn't like the greatest, but um, we hope you had fun on this podcast, learning a little bit more about some of our crazier times and 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 whatnot. Um, yeah, so we hope you have a good night. Sorry this podcast was a day late than it normally is. We were just absolutely beat on Saturday. Went to a friend's barbecue, came home. We, it was 45 minutes away from our house, and we have a kid, and it's just a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> she points it at me, and she's like, and then I just said, like, yeah. <laughs> anyways, have a good night. Have a good week. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday for my solo podcast. Bye. Bye.